Do we need to test? Testing? Oh, it's, testing? we're testing now. Who cares? I just did the most horrible thing. This is like, we're sitting here getting ready to start <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> and this asshole to my right, thoughtlessly and carelessly, did what? I opened the Diet Coke. And now we have no we opening theme song. We have no opening theme song, but I do have this sound, which is a cup of ice. That's pretty satisfying. Come you on. You know what I'm I, through my fury, <laughs> I can't. When you hear that on the thing, if you listen, it'll. Sound anyway, welcome good. to the podcast. This is the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Oh, the second I popped that top, I was like, oh. And I went, press record, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we didn't even test, which is why we may be a little hot. If we were too loud in your ears, that's then fine. maybe you felt a little bit of the passion, the, the white hot fury. rage that I just. Uh, went through. So, hello. Today is Friday the 17th. That's right. Of September, Dennis. I know. Time Your is birthday flying. is uh, 12 days away. I know, away. and I haven't even really thought about what I what I'm doing or because oh. I I'm I'm in the mood to celebrate in a way like I you know, but I haven't I haven't figured it out. Although I will say this, on the 30th, which you'll probably work because you will, Thursday nights are late for you. Um, I've never seen The Exorcist. It's such a great movie. And they're having a special screening. That There's this company called Fathom Events, and they do these nas- national, like they'll show Lincoln Center Opera or whatever, one night in a theater. Mm. And I think they did Celine Dion through the yeah. lives of whatever. And they're doing The Exorcist on the 30th with some kind of special features or interviews or oh, whatever. Oh, you mean like nationwide? Nationwide, in every city, in there's certain like one theaters, theater that just does an 8.30 yeah. showing or whatever. Yeah, that's a neat idea. I know. and They did the uh, Elvis concerts. Yeah, we just did an Elvis thing, like, something like that, last month or something. So shit. I think I'm gonna do that on the Thursday, which is after my <sighs> birthday. Wednesday night will be late because it's the night before the taping. So, um, but boy, I gotta oh, figure boy. out something to do that's uh, fun, maybe a groupy thing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I gotta think about it. But uh, anyways, well, speaking September. of figuring some shit out, yes. How are we gonna talk about? The fashion police. Well, um, <laughs> this is, we're at a crossroads, Dennis, aren't we? We're at a crossroads. I guess we are at a crossroads. First of all, I want to say, I want to know what the, do- the the Saturday appointment did. What the Saturday oh, my reality Botox? show. Yes, because you look refreshed. I've had so many people say that this week. I do. All Something... it is is it's just some Botox in my forehead. Really? He did. Because I oh. wouldn't, when you were talking about what you were going to have done, I, I, I thought, I bet I don't even notice anything. Yeah. I bet I don't even, it's, I bet it's Or I bet he comes back looking weird. Or comes back looking weird. And yeah. the, it's, in fact, you just, something looks just really good. I did exactly, I accomplished exactly what. I know, and I can't believe it. Because I don't, to do. I know, because I don't buy, you know, whatever. It's not like. Well, I, I can take, you know, no credit for it. But I will tell you, I uh, had I was asked to be on a TV show that's going to be on Logo, right? And it's going to start airing in January, and it's going to be called Pretty Hurts, right? And I know I signed some kind of confidentiality agreement, but whatever. So, uh, and as it turned out, the casting director uh, is a really close friend of someone that I used to work with on cruise ships, who has followed my. Uh, stand up and who just came to see Tony Triple A shit my pants this year and mentioned his friend said I'm trying to cast this show and we've got so many like serious bummer like I want some funny people and he goes my friend Tony's hilarious and is gay perfect for logo and the casting guy was like what do you want 
free Botox. And <laughs> my friend was like, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say yes. So anyway, so they called me and said, hey, would you be interested in doing the show? So I had to go in and have like a pretend, like a, an appointment. And the doctor had never met me before. So essentially it's a consultation. Right. And he says, this is what I think I can do to accomplish your goal or to and this is all on to deal with whatever your problem is that you're coming in with. This is all on camera. Yeah. And so okay. I was saying I just turned 40 and while I don't want to look 20 or like I'm trying to look 20, I'd like to not look so cranky all the time. I'm so cranky. And I do notice when I'm in the car and I glance up at the rearview mirror that my default setting is a furrowed brow and a downward turned mouth like like I'm just always kind of like that kind of mildly like yeah I'm judging you like that's really what it is it's very yeah it's you know and while I am judgmental and holier than thou I don't want that to read you know from 80 pages you want people to have to dig dig for it a little bit I want them to at least have to talk to me to find that out not just see it yeah from on the other side of the buffet and so so I said that was my story. Well, then, I, as it turns out, the supervising producer is this guy who worked on uh, the Dish wedding special, which was a disaster from head to toe. And most of that blame lays with the network ordering a show that isn't really the show that they ultimately want. Right. But the rest of the blame lays on him and his competence or lack thereof or whatever it is. And it just wasn't, the whole thing was just a clusterfuck. Right. And so, and ultimately it got fixed and you know, everybody got, we all got paid and it's aired and nobody died and whatever. The good news is it's style network. So no one even knows that it was ever on television. Um, It was, (laughs) you know, just after a marathon of Ron's house and before like Niecy Nash's loudest moments or something. I don't even know what special was. And um, so, so um, <laughs> I go in and the producer that I know says, I've just, here's what your story's going to be. And I go, story's going to be. And he's like, yeah, because I know you can handle it. What I want you to do is I want you to uh, get, get, you're doing the consult and, you know, you're nervous. But of course, everyone's nervous the first time they've ever had, you know, any Botox. And I'm like, first time. And, um, and he's like, and so then right when the doctor comes at you with the needle, right as he's about to do the first injection, you say stop 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 and of course he assumes it's because you're nervous because you're a first-time patient and that's very common and you say i have a confession to make and he knows you're going to be like i've never done this before and i'm scared or whatever and um you say i don't even want any work done i went on the website and saw how attractive you were and i have a horrible horrible crush on you and i just made this appointment just to meet you now that's crazy a but it just might work and b Totally something I would do. Right. So I, as, as much as I'm like, that is the dumbest story ever, I'm kind of like, yeah, I went on the That's date. right in my wheelhouse. I went on the date with the manager of the El Pollo Loco. So yeah, yeah I yeah. for sure can, <laughs> I can fucking sell this. Yeah. yeah, I've lived it. Yeah. And so, um, and so. It's on the bottom of my resume under special skills. Yeah. And so I uh, am in the lobby waiting before we go to the actual doctor's office and um, I see some guy walk by in scrubs and a sleeveless shirt with this rubbery mask of a face uh, with like the overinflated beak lips and the eyes that look like they may have eyeliner on or maybe they don't. And 
oddly tan, but still ruddy cheeked and just the teeth were too white and the cheeks were too pink and the hair was too blonde. And he's clearly in his fifties. And I got my friend's attention and I said, Hey, Hey, uh, is that the doctor? Is that the doctor? And he goes, yeah. And I go, the deal's off. <laughs> there's no way I can sell this. Yeah, there's we, no, like, there's no way. Like people I know are going to see this show. Yeah. And he's not chinky at all. Like he, and he's not like, you know, anyone that I would have, like he's older than I am and plastic. He's just not, it's just never right. going to. Okay. Plus I don't like sleeveless scrubs. It's I don't grotesque. Know, I don't know who started that. Dr. 90210 or whatever. Yeah. It's so. I'm like, he's that guy. Ugh. He's the Abercrombie and Fitch owner guy that's right. 60 and trying to be 19. And so, right. so. I'm like, the deal's off. And then he says, well, it turns out I don't need you to do that story anymore because someone else that's going to be here today is someone from your past. And I just want you to not be polite. And I'm like, done and done. Um, he's like, don't be polite because the cameras are on. I want you to make this person uncomfortable and really make this person kind of sweat. And I'm like, that's called sit in it, bitch. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. And so I'm like, if Kathy Griffin walks out, I swear to God, I will fucking leave. I will take off my mic, leave the... You'll Doctor's be in Melissa office, Rivers at the end and of The I Apprentice. And I will burn your house down. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I wish we could get her. And then I'm like, well, if it's my ex, Eric, who I'm only freshly actually over, but not enough to actually see him. Yeah, you could see. Like, it's, if he's here getting his eyes rounded or something, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, that's it. I will fucking lose it. I'm not here to give you tears on tape. I'm yeah. here for free Botox. And so... He goes, no, 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 it's not someone that's going to upset you, but they're going to freak out. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, trust me. And I'm thinking, I don't trust you, but I go, okay, I trust you. And so I'm sitting in the lobby and out comes this guy that I had a couple of coffee dates with earlier this year, just in like April and May. Mm -hmm. And I liked this guy and he was age appropriate. He was actually a couple years older than I am. Really good job running this plastic surgeon's office and overseeing their product line, right. which is doing very well. Um, and, uh, and he had mentioned on our coffee dates that there was this reality show that was being, this company wanted to do a reality show about their Beverly Hills plastic surgeon office. Yeah. And I was like, you have to do it. And he was like, I don't want to be on camera. And I was like, you have to, you have to do it. It'll be so much fun. You're not going to believe how many doors it will open for you. And it'll be so good for the product and do it, do it, do it. Cut to five months later, I'm on his show and I don't even realize it. Well, how did they put together that he knew you? Um, in other words, how did the... If you're going to surprise someone. Yeah, I don't know how it was that he figured out that we knew each other. I think maybe earlier in the week he had seen the names of people that were involved with yeah. the show and said, oh, I know that guy, but didn't know if I was coming in yeah, or I was maybe yeah, working yeah. behind the scenes maybe on it. Maybe you were it considering. Or, right. And so someone told someone told someone and so yeah. he found out. Plus your storyline was originally supposed to be crush on doctor. Crush on doctor, sleeveless guy <laughs> with the beak. And... um. And I'm Mrs. Dr. Fishlips. Very nice to meet you. Yeah. And so uh, he walks out in the lobby to get some product and goes, oh, when he sees me. And I um, arch my eyebrow because they still moved then. Okay. And said, oh, hello. Well, hello. Yeah. Really actory in a way that will probably not even be able to be usable in air because I was probably playing it to the balcony that doesn't exist. And, um, and, but I think I'm a good actor, so I'm like, hi. And so I'm like, I'm so going to make him sit in it, bitch. And I do notice that his hands are shaking. 
Do you and think he was acting? I don't think he he was so afraid to he... even be on camera that I think he's already terrified that there's cameras yeah. there. And then this was probably no. I don't think he anyway. And he goes, Michael, right? <gasps> and I go, no. <laughs> It's Tony. I never believe Wait, in movies when people don't in know the fact, right name. It's still Tony, which I think is a really good line. Mm -hmm. And he goes, "Oh." And then um and I go, "So, I guess you just what? Got really busy?" Like so a fucking actory. This a is so more, I'm going to be I'm usable. picturing Morgan Fairchild about oh Derek God, and Fast Yes, Mouse. I needed a giant hat <laughs> with like a little bit of a veil and but a just cigarette. Pulled, yeah, put it out. was ridiculous. I and, love it. And so um and I was like so I guess you just got busy. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, so have you been?" And I've been like, "I've been great." And I'm thinking, yeah. "Well, if I was really great, I wouldn't be sitting in the lobby of a plastic surgeon's office." You know, but whatever. Um, and so it was, you know, it was whatever it was. And he, ultimately he left. And then they had this really bad actress come in and she did her whole storyline was that she was this rich Beverly Hills woman who just expected to come in without an appointment. And she walks in and she goes, I'm Sheila <laughs> and I don't have an appointment, but I need to be seen by the doctor now. And then she looks at me and the other gay that was in the lobby and she goes, and I don't want to go after these two Glee Club members, and literally, I just was her character named Glee Club member bitch. I literally started laughing out loud, <laughs> and she goes, "What are you laughing at?" And I go, "You came in so at eleven that I've literally never encountered a person like you ever in my life." And she goes, "I'm Sheila," and I go, "Oh no." I heard you when you said, <laughs> like, to walk into a room and just announce that you're Sheila is the greatest entrance line yeah. in the history of my life. And yeah. P.S., I will be using that. <laughs> but, and then I was talking, and they were like, cut. Back to one. And they literally made her start over, and I overheard my friend go, um, that was like a really sort of theatrical kind of an entrance. Maybe if you could just... I know I'm not supposed to be telling any of this shit, but he was like, do it again and really, you know, smaller. And, and then she came over to us and she was like, just so you know, I'm not really a bitch. Like, I'm not really a bitch. And I wanted to go, no fucking shit, lady. <laughs> you're not really an actor. You're either. not even an actress. <laughs> Let me guess, your name's not really Sheila. Turns out her name is Sheila. And she didn't even come up with a fake name. So I don't know. And so, did you, you should have sang, oh, Sheila. And then they could have had to buy the rights. You, this show is going to, you're not going to want to miss this show because it's going to, I really feel like it's going to be the most obviously phony yeah. plastic surgeon's office. So d then you, but do they, they do a before and after with you? Do they, it's all one day. And so Could none of the Botox see... has even done anything yet. Um, but, um, you know, I was very funny and I was, when the doctor, he has all these needles and all these syringes and all these bottles and he's formulating. Cause I think you have to mix the Botox with like saline and, dilute it to a certain strength. I don't know. He's doing all this shit. And, um, and I go, uh, and the camera's in the room and I go, okay, you just, so you know, like you're doing, mixing a lot of things over there. And if I wake up three days from now in an alley here in Beverly Hills and my butt's bleeding, I, I will get an attorney and I will sue you. 
And I don't mean like some bullshit logo attorney that's like really a drag queen from fucking RuPaul's like first season. Yeah, Raven. In no, I mean an actual Jew lawyer. <laughs> and I will shut you down, okay? Like, and he was laughing. He goes, no, believe me. And, um, but yeah, he shot very, very, very small amounts, like two units. Like most of the time, I guess they do five to ten units like per needle. Yeah. He did a number of little twos across my – and then some up almost like in my hairline in the corners because my eyes arch so much. And then some under the corners of my mouth. And um, But yeah, my trainer today was like, are you wearing makeup? Did you, were you on camera today? And I go, no. And he goes, you really just look – like you're wearing makeup. I yeah, there's know. something. Yeah, was I'm it just, just Botox or is it? Yes, like that's filler? all he did. Yeah. Wow. And it was. It would have been five hundred and ten dollars. But right. you know, it was which. And how long is that spe- expected to sort of last? About six months. Really? I mean, in the past, my Botox has always lasted about five or six months. Can you tell when it starts to wear off? Yeah, because I I really can't move my eyebrows as much as I normally can. Yeah. He's moving but his eyebrows. I'm trying to. Um, so anyway, that's my boring Botox but story. But I can't wait till that airs. But no, we have to talk about fashion police. Well, but the how second are we episode is going to air tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and, we'll be, and it's good. It's I think a good so. episode. But I think so. It was a, it's our second one. It was a stressful shoot. It was a stressful shoot. Well, first of all, Juliana was, not, was out sick. So um, we need to send a shout out to Juliana because she is nicer than she even needs to be she's so nice and she is a bright girl which i didn't give her credit for i didn't think she would be and she knows her shit and god she is a graceful graceful traffic cop yeah she's very she's real pro with that with the earpiece and the she has the they're talking to her in her ear the whole time she's listening to what they're saying in the booth, but she's listening to what Joan and the other panelists yeah, are saying. It's all then good. she talks. It's really remarkable. She's really, really sweet and very, very nice. And I, and she's not doing real well right now. And she'll be back, I guess, next week. So I hope so. Out. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I hope she feels better real soon. I saw two friends of my, of ours tonight at a screening, yes. Robert and Margie, and we're talking about the show and stuff. And Margie said that she heard Juliana singing on like a red carpet once, just like riffing with some rapper or whatever, and that she has a good voice. Wouldn't surprise me. A good singing voice. So it we need to surprise ask her me. about that. Yeah. So um, remember so, the first time we met her and she was blonde? Yes, back in we the met her in she Vegas. was with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. She was very nice at the backstage at Celebrity Poker Showdown. And we sat with her and she was fun and cool. Yeah, very friendly. We need to remind her of that. I don't know if she'd remember. I haven't even spoken to her. I don't her know yet. if she remembers Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, that's true. He uh, has got a lot of um, pussy in Hollywood. Well, in good for him. Um, he can have mine. <laughs> and mine. And so, yeah, there was just a, it was a bit stressful because the, Juliana was out and Kelly Osborne had just flown in from New York and was, you know, tired but sweet. But just there was a lot. And there was some technical glitches and stuff. But And Melissa Rivers was filling in for Juliana. So it was, uh, you know, it was a bit of a stressful shoot but it all yeah. came together in the editing i guess and it looks you know look good. Uh, the team that makes the show is dynamite everyone on the staff yeah right i mean mm-hmm. just across the board competent friendly chill i don't usually word that use that word so often but chill. they're really it's the chill. new botox they're really chill um but you have um a spring in your step you have a lighter <laughs> attitude i don't know yeah. if it's the botox mm-hmm. ooh, 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 you're, ooh. You're, su- you're almost you're practically sunny 
Well, let's And it's not. enchanting. I love it. It could be the vodka. By the way, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. I'm having my uh, pomegranate-flavored vodka nice. on ice. But yeah, our, um, our friend Alonzo was there at the taping, and I need to call him and get his... Take? Yeah. Um, but this is easier. there's two shows that happen. Here's what I'm going to do. There's I'm just going to mention on... it on the podcast, yeah. and then he'll text me. Totally. Ten minutes after this podcast so is posted, it. and tell me what his take was. There's so this two is shows that you go to watch if you go in the audience. Oh, there's yeah. Fashion Police, and there's The Making of Fashion Police. And you're not really watching Fashion Police. <laughs> you're certainly not there for Fashion Police. You are there for The Making of. You are there for the fucking... You know how DVD extras always are somehow disappointing? Yeah. Ours fucking deliver. <laughs> Ours will knock your socks off. <laughs> I do want to. I think my I, one of my favorite moments. I think we can talk about is when Joan was sweet with Kelly. I think that was a sweet yeah. Moment. It was. It, this is a. It's a great Joan Rivers anecdote. Yes. Kelly Osbourne had uh, literally gotten on uh, a private jet, which he paid for, which is why we're not getting raises, and um, flown from Fashion Week. Because she was scheduled to be out this week. But then when Juliana was also out for her medical situation, then they were like, we really can't have two of our four hosts gone in episode number two. That's yeah. just going to be weird. So they really tried. Well, she had something going into like one in the morning um, on Wednesday night. So Thursday morning, they had a private jet leave New York at like 5 a.m. She got here at like 6 a.m. our time. And... Uh, and it came right to the studio, gets in about 6.45, 7 o'clock, and they, she goes to put on her beautiful Marquesa gown, and it's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And we're about ready to shoot, and there's a delay. Kelly's not ready to come to the set, and it turns out whoever had borrowed, whatever celebrity had borrowed that Marquesa dress uh, in the days before her got her period and bled all over the inside of the dress, and not a small amount. And Kelly was crying. She was so freaked out and upset and stressed and tired. And it was an emergency. Is that and common? for some reason Does that they didn't happen? Um I don't no. What's, I just can't imagine. You're the menstruation expert of the And uh but so while so we were on about a thirty minute hold while two stylists cut four or five layers of tool out and then sewed new similar colored tool in and sewed it by hand so that the dress could be worn on camera. And it was a cream colored dress and very gauzy. So, I mean, I guess it, you know, it needed to be, that was yeah. the situation. I don't, I guess there was no alternate yeah. outfit for her. And so she was very rattled by that. Meanwhile, one of our PAs walks into the control room and I'm there with about four executives, like big executives and goes, and he's this little gay guy. And he's like, we're on a hold because some woman got her period and bled all over um, Kelly Osborne's dress and Kelly's upset. And then he turned around and left the room. And literally, like, the <laughs> vice president of E looks to our boss, Lisa, the EP, and I, and goes, was that a PA? <laughs> like, why are we hearing this very important news from the lowest possible rung on the ladder? And why did he just walk in and blurt out that it's so indelicately? And it was just funny that it's like a 19 year old gay guy. Yeah. And was, um, it, was it, which one was it the guy in the white shirt? I, huh? No. Was it the one that was the full time. Okay. And, um, and uh, Kelly, Kelly was like, Oh, and we kind of tried to make jokes of it. 
And I was like, well, you know, these young gay guys, they just think that vaginas just splash blood <laughs> willy nilly 24 seven. Like yeah. he doesn't even, you know, he has no context for this. Um, so anyway, so we finally get the show on the road and we were shooting this week's episode what 12 seconds at a time we would do about 12 seconds of television and then we'd stop for about 45 minutes so that people could argue and scream at one another and be in, right i mean that's basically how, let's be honest and be told not to get out of their chair and and um and so it was you know just not you know fun for anyone um but you know whatever you get a paycheck ish um and so at one point, Kelly has to pee, and I say, can you just hold it to the commercial break? Because then we'll take a, like, a longer stop. Um, and then the booth are like, don't let her pee, don't let her pee. And I'm like, well, you know, at a certain point, she's just going to have to pee. Yeah. But, you know. Like, that dress hasn't been through enough. Oh, my God. And so, <laughs> uh, finally, she goes, I'm going to start crying in about two minutes. I have to pee so bad, and we're just sitting here waiting. And I'm and so let's tired. I'm about to burst into tears. And, and her eyes were filling up with tears. Her eyes got wet when she said that. And it was, and she was sweet about it. It was like, not a diva it, it moment. Was a diva it was movie. A, It was just a girl that was like. It was, was any like, human being yeah. pushed you know, too far. And then um, you remember what Joan said better than I do. Cause she said two different things. Well, Joan, yeah. who we didn't even, I didn't even think Joan had heard it. Cause she was facing, Kelly was facing me when she said that, because I was behind the camera and I was in a position to tell the booth. Kelly's like, we're leaving. Do you know what I mean? Like I would be the one to escort her to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was sort of saying it to me and Joan would be the opposite direction. And Joan leans in and goes, who's the cutest guy in Hollywood? And Kelly like was rattled and she's like, wait, what? Like, why are you asking me this question? I'm about to leave to go pee. Like it was really, and her face was kind of mushed, like rude and quizzical. Like what? And Joan goes, really? Who's, who do you have a crush on in Hollywood? And slowed her pacing down and was very affectionate. And in that instant, Kelly realized what Joan was doing. That Joan was trying to distract her. And you could kind of feel the whole room unclench. Yeah. And everyone kind of went, oh. Yeah. Without making a sound, you and know. And Kelly's face changed. And, and her she eyes, lit up. Yeah. And her tears And she covered away. her mouth and whispered a name yeah. to Joan that yeah. I couldn't, you know, God knows I'd say it. Yeah. Um, And Joan took her hand and was like, oh, yeah. And it was, you know, there's someone in New York that kelly had seen in in the week i don't know if it's seen on a date but i mean run into or whatever and she was like oh i just i'm just mad for him and they were giggling and here was this 77 year old woman who's a legend yeah and this whatever she is 22 year old kelly osborne who's you know god knows what she's seen in her life yeah holding hands in the middle of this chaos having this just incredibly human yeah grandmother to granddaughter affectionate moment and it was like Kelly will tell that story, yeah, for you know a hundred years. It was really sweet. It was just and another moment of Joan Rivers being the friends incredible. that that I had that were in the audience really noticed that and thought it was lovely. Saw the whole vibe of it, and and yeah, it was a great moment. So there's that. Yeah, I mean Joan's really great. At one point, you know Melissa, because Melissa is an exec producer on the show, so she's in charge of that stuff but then also was on camera so then there's the concerns you have about that stuff and she was really wound up and she was wearing a lot of hats and um and joan was like you know missy missy there's an audience there's an audience like and not in that you know 
not in front of the cameras, darling. I'm embarrassed. Like, it wasn't that. It wasn't like, oh, your image. It was really just like, there's an audience here. Like, even though the camera might be off right now, there's still people in the room that are here expecting a show. Like, Joan constantly was like, does anyone have a question? And She's very wonderful with the audience. She wants everyone to have a really fun experience. And she talked about, did you hear that anecdote she talked about when she was on, was it Ed Sullivan? Yeah. And about how they used to always do it live. Backstage. And they would sit, sit backstage and look at the clock because they had a certain time that they were supposed to go on. And if whoever was out there before them was doing well, right. then it probably meant you were going to get bumped. Yeah. And she has a photo of her and the Fifth Dimension <laughs> and one other random act all yeah. sitting there looking at the clock like, fuck. You know, with that look on their face. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Every show, there's some story that comes out that's fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her stories are incredible. Yeah. And, and we were, when she was doing her makeup last week, she was telling me about how the mob, how much better Vegas was when the mob ran everything. And I know. I think you told us last time. Just, yeah. The and necklace? It, yes, the necklace. And just Amazing. the honor of it. Amazing balls. So, um. But anyways. So, yeah, so, but it's, it's just a great, you know, she's dynamite and the set looks beautiful. And she, when you say a joke and she collapses in laughter, it's a great feeling, isn't it? It is. I got a few laughs this last time. Pitching jokes is, is I'm, I gotta sort of, I gotta get more confident, but, um, it's a little intimidating. Dennis had a doesn't... joke that isn't in the show, is it? The Tiki Room? No, she didn't say it, but we'll use it well, for I something think else. She, she didn't say it ever. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Well, the jo- I will brag to you and tell you what the joke is. It was a very sort of African-y, tropical print dress on Gwen Stefani. And it was short and ruffly and just kind of absurd. Orange and red and bright. And uh, Dennis's joke was that dress is like the Enchanted Tiki Room at Disneyland. Go ahead. It sounds fun, but once you're in it, you want to kill yourself. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And it literally, Joan didn't even respond to it the first time. Like, she didn't really hear it. And and I went, wait a minute, Joan. And I said it again, like, yeah. this is so funny. And then she died. And she was like, oh, my God, that's my first joke. Like, that was it. That was like she won, you know, the first. Did she when that she must have done that up. with you separate. When we rank the jokes, like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. she wants to do them, yeah. that was first. Like, in case she could only get one joke in it, one or she wanted it to be that. And oh, that's cool. She loved that joke. And, and She'll have to use it again. Uh, yeah, or something. We'll have to find another crazy tropical guest. That were hilarious. Whatever. You had some really, really great jokes this weekend. Thank so you. Very impressed. Oh, good. And Melissa said something nice to me when we're we're walking somewhere down the hall. It happened today. She said that she thought my I had good some jokes. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So there's that. Um, did your flesh chat come yet? Speaking of, um, it's actually the first thing written on my post-it. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your post-it? Tony's flesh jack. God damn it. <laughs> well, what's the next no, thing? No, 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 no. Um, well, I'm going to Palm Springs tomorrow for right. a day with uh, my friend Evan and Jose. His boyfriend will be there. Mm-hmm. And they have a house. He has a house. And it's just going to be relaxing. And I might stop at the outlet mall and get some new sneakers. Because oh, yeah. I these are my Nike Airs, which yeah. I love. You like these, right? With the Nike? Well, no, some... I like the shocks. Oh, I wonder if these are shocks. No, those are Airs. Okay, you like shocks? Maybe yeah. I'll see if they have shocks. But anyways, um, they're, wearing, they're wearing out inside, so I might stop at the outlet mall and do that. Otherwise, I don't have a lot that I, I'm just going to relax. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Tim Gunn. Oh, good. I want to talk about, about Ellen. So you go first. Tim Gunn. I don't know if he's day drinking. (laughs) 
I really don't know what I know nothing. Like I want to be. I want to start off with that disclaimer. Yeah. I don't know anyone that knows him and right. that is telling me this, but like, he's been all over the media this past week, shit calling, like his last name was Tripoli, like shit. He calling. he talks shit about Anna Wintour. Took right? Anna Wintour on, took yeah. her on, and won't stop. And yeah. then. Then told the story about the letter he got from her people saying, you need to stop. Yeah. And then fucking read the letter. Like. I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah. He was like. I they just ha- heard that. They told me I needed to stop telling, spreading this story. You know, and he's like, and I'm just repeating what I saw. Which was some crazy behavior on her which part. Which was her being carried down a flight of stairs yeah. by like three assistants. Yeah. Because she didn't want to walk in her high heels down a flight of stairs. Yeah. And it holding things up and, yeah. you know, and. And then he did an episode of Gossip Girl, and the next day was like Taylor um, Taylor Momsen is a brat, yeah, and she's spoiled and she's unprofessional and she doesn't know her lines and she's always in her BlackBerry, and I was two minutes away from saying, you know what, little girl, you should just be grateful, and if you would put that BlackBerry down for two minutes, maybe you could learn one of your lines. I like, love it. He's just tripping. Well, then the best was. This morning, uh, yesterday, he goes on Access Hollywood Live, which is uh, my favorite television abortion right now. Is it crazy? It's on every morning, and it's Billy Bush and this asshole named Cat, someone or other. And she's, I don't know if she's actually legitimately retarded or she yeah. just, she's like trying so fucking hard. Like this girl is at 11. Yeah. At 11 a.m., right. which is too Is Billy soon. doing nighttime yes. access to? Jesus. And I he hate job hogs. Fuck them. And they don't have anything to say, and they have a lot of opinions about nothing and right. jokes that they think are jokes, and it's horrible. It's like like the worst low-rent small-town morning show, and yeah. it's national, and it, it's a nightmare. But anyway, Tim Gunn goes on today or yesterday and says that um, – not Cavalli. What's the one that Lindsay Lohan was doing? Oh, Ungaro was one of the last legitimate couture houses left. And then they get Lindsay Lohan to be their creative director. I mean, that's blasphemy. That's like hiring Surrey Cruz to pilot an aircraft. So that's already bad enough. And then he goes, and speaking of Surrey Cruz, it's disgusting that Tom and Katie just treat her like she's a life-size dress-up doll. And they live their dress-up fantasies through her. And it's not stable. And I'll say it. It's terrible for that child. And it's disgusting the way she walks around in her little high heels or her quasi-stilettos. And, like, he literally just goes off on fucking Surrey Cruise. (laughs) Like, this old queen has lost his shit. Well, you know, he's still heartbroken over like a relationship from 20 years ago. You know? I want people to start marking their calendars. I want a graph with spikes of like Tim Gunn's just reign of terror. Yes, it's I'm in heaven I love because it. I think there's an ugly evil dark side there and I don't like him. Yeah, what's and I, no one everyone else fucking loves him so much and I after You don't like him, but don't you no. love he, that he's saying this stuff? Um I do, but I don't think he's a nice person. And it all started when he was not nice to me in the press. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm like, he's a dick. Wait, he wasn't nice to you in the press? He in the press said that the time that I met him, that, and then some fellow, he referred to me as a fellow, named Tony Tripoli came up, bounded up to me, and I was like all in his face saying that we were going to be co-stars. And 
that um, he recognized me from the Kathy Griffin show and he had to call Bravo and put the kibosh on that. You know, like the next day or something. Where where did he say this? And it I was when whole thing. when he was they were doing the first season of Tim Gunn's Guide to Style. Right, right, right. I had been having these meetings at Bravo. Right. Um, and you know, and they were just general meetings, just get to know you meetings, like maybe right. you know. And um, turns out I can't be on Bravo because I'm not a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. But um, so I had been in the casting people of Tim Gunn's Guide to Life. Originally, there was going to be a male co-host and a female co-host with right. him, and the girl was going to be in charge of, like, your fashion and your look, and the guy was going to be in charge of, like, your etiquette and, like, getting giving you some more personality and that kind of shit. And then Tim was just going to be it basically at the beginning and the end of the episode. Right. Then it totally changed, and they got Veronica Webb, and Tim Gunn was really, like, doing the whole thing, and... So, but whatever, but at the point where it was still a male and female, I was one of the people they were considering. And I had a bunch of meetings about this job specifically. So when I went to his book signing, I met him and I said, I've actually been in a bunch of times for your show. And wouldn't it be hilarious if a year from now we were working together and coincidentally, we were both wearing jeans, dress shoes, um, a white, a crisp white shirt. And a navy blue pinstripe blazer right. with a pocket square. And it was they were similar colors. Right. And he was like, well, we're dressed identically, although you're wearing brown shoes and I'm wearing black. And frankly, I like it better with the brown. Right. And like he was very nice to my face. Right. And then, I don't know what it was, a month later, I was like Googling my name like you just do randomly a couple times a year. And one of the first things that came up was Tim Gunn. And then my name was highlighted, and I read the article, and it's like him from like a couple days later talking about his show that they were putting together, and he's like slamming me. Where was it Where was it written? I don't know. It was in some different – you can Google Tony Tripoli Tim Gunn. Oh. Anyone who Googles Tony Tripoli Tim Gunn, you'll get the – the article will where, come up. That's so – And it really hurt my feelings. I'm sure. Because I was nice I to him. I didn't know that. I didn't say I had the job, and right. it was too – like whatever. So – that's some bullshit. But whatever. I mean, you know. Um, so, yeah, but I'm glad that Tim Gunn is unraveling publicly. Well, I like that he's taking on sort of sacred cows like Anna Winter. That's good Yeah, stuff. that is fun TV. And, and it, yeah. Um, I got a text from my, or not a text, a voicemail, uh, no, a Facebook message from my ex, John Michael. Mm-hmm. He was on a plane to San Francisco, and Phil Kogan from The Amazing Race was on the plane. Wow. So I don't know if there's a story there. I think he was going to try to maybe say hi or something, but I may find out the root of that. An Amazing Race is coming back, and a guy that I went to college with is on it. What? Ron Kellum. There's two gay black best friends, uh-huh. and Ron I went to college with. and That's spectacular. He played the leading player in Pippin. Yes, he did. And I was in the chorus, but I auditioned for the leading player and gave a very good audition. I'm sure. Did not get the part. Not black enough. Not black enough. Little, little too Mormon. Not, I'm not, you know what? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not black enough. I wasn't Ben Vereen-esque enough. But, uh, you know, but uh, he, he was always nice. And now, he, and now he lives in L.A. I see him once in a while. And he's on the show with his friend. So we'll be Who's also him. a black gay? Yes, but I don't. they're not lovers. I think they're just best Are friends. they sassy? They, I don't know. I never thought of Ron. They better be internationally sassy. They better be super sassy. Yeah. So that'll be good. Um, did you watch the Ellen after the Emmys? Well, I saw the Lady Gaga part. I 
Wait, after the Emmys or the VMAs? VMAs. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I saw I Lady Gaga part. Really, am turning on Ellen. It's, it's such a huge interesting. Way. Yeah, I really it, don't pay, like her. The numbers would suggest that the whole nation is really. Yeah, her numbers are way lower. This really, I didn't know that. First of all, she comes out after the VMAs, and the the crowd is going crazy. But it's 20 minutes of her just being adored. Yeah. And who are you, Janet Jackson? I know, and I think when you're a host and you're doing the show after the VMAs, your mess, your your mission is I'm going to get something out of these pop stars for my audience. I'm yeah. not going to come out and dance for 20 minutes and let just people applaud. I've got Lady Gaga. I got to get something out of her. No, I've got Lady Gaga in the meat dress. Yes. Yeah. And I just felt like. You know, because Oprah's after the Oscar special is always exciting. Yeah, and this I just felt like I felt like it wasn't. I I felt like Ellen didn't really take that access and that opportunity hmm. to really get anything, and it was a lot of like shh, quiet. You know, like just a lot of adoration, and you know, like Carson and stuff like that. They were beloved, but they really made it about the guest, and mm-hmm. I felt like this was all like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into her. And she's always popping up, like at fashion shows and on So You Think You Can Dance, and she's always popping up places, you know? Just an uninvited dyke. <laughs> That's the name of her next book, <laughs> Uninvited Dyke. Uh, Lindsay yeah. Lohan might be going to jail. I know. I, I heard that on the radio. As of this podcast Did she recording. flunk a drug test? She has failed two drug tests. Shit, two it of is them? being reported in the past week. One... It's confirmed by this source to TMZ. Um, one well, People Magazine reported was it too. Cocaine, and the other one may or may not have been positive for cocaine, but still was failed for some substance that Shit. she's not supposed to be taking. Um, and um, ba- that her, you know, her release, her probation says that one failed drug test equals thirty days. And there's some confusion at this point as to whether that's a, a non-negotiable 30 days yes. or the 30 days that then because of overcrowding gets reduced to a 30 minute and a half minutes. Or, yeah. um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next wow. couple of days. I just feel like there, I don't feel like she's ever going to pull it together. I don't feel bad for her at I don't think she's all. got it in. I don't think she's going to ever turn it around. Well, I think that if you can't even stay parked for 90 days – in the rehab thing, then you need to just, you need to get arrested and go to jail immediately over and over again until you find, you know what I mean? Like we need to get her to whatever her rock bottom is going to be. Yeah. Fast, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because it, with what little education I have about this subject, which is substantial, it's the people that are, your rock bottom will be lower and more likely to be fatal if this habit is allowed to continue for 10 years than if over the next 10 months she keeps getting put back in jail, back in jail, back in jail, and finally wears her down to to that thing clicks where she decides to make a change. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. But if she is able to live half of her adult life as a using addict, then she'll probably just die. Yeah, I really feel like yeah, she so, can't be with us much longer. I don't know. Whew, what's on your post-it? Um, 
I did not see the Oprah where she gave away the trips. That's did you watch the thing, that? next thing, only thing left on my um, post-it. Look, it says Oprah. Yeah, but people were going apeshit, right? People were losing their minds. I heard Howard Stern talking about it and playing the clips and... All that's fun about it yeah. is the audience shots. Going apeshit. People losing their minds, right? It's like apeshit to the degree that apes would then go apeshit looking at what the people, the humans are doing. Yeah. Like, it's... And they're all, like, 50-year-old white women, right? And they literally look like they're having seizures. <laughs> and everyone's in a solid color collared shirt i know it's the dress code on that show is so it's so bizarre they all literally have three choices are they the wiggles what's happening unbelievable it's like star from the they look like starbursts or something right well i thought you were gonna say starfleet academy (laughs) they all look like they're jedis in training or i don't even know weird and let's be honest from both of these women that ship has sailed yeah for um i mean i'm not a sci-fi nut but yeah not a lot of oprah's audience are ever gonna reach jedi right um but yeah, and she literally does the whole show like this. Like it's not even like, like she. I mean, there's. I mean, we were watching the clips on the dish, and she literally goes on for like twelve minutes, where everything she says during that twelve minutes is yelling. Yeah. But the audience is going bonkers for yeah. most of that time, so she has to yell to get over it. But it's in the dish this week, and it's hilarious. Good, and Danielle really sells it really well. Good. And I had to fight to get audience, you know, reactions, chaos, sound effects under Danielle doing the joke as Oprah. Yeah. Because I, you know, and they were like, no, because then you can't hear her as well. I was like, no, she has to have something to be screaming over. Yeah. It, because, yeah. And I'm so glad that I really, really fought for it. Oh, I, I almost, wait. I almost quit today. I almost quit Did the you? dish. One of the, um, Production assistants snapped at me. We were doing Danielle, Danielle's rehearsal. And, you know, she comes in and she runs through the show so fast. And the rehearsal, which is supposed to be her time to see how things are worded in prompter. And sometimes you want something spelled phonetically if it's an odd name or you want an extra space there. Or can you take that space out or you want this hyphen? And, you know, right. you just want things the way you want them in the prompter. Right. And she is the easiest person with the least amount of needs. Right. But it's her rehearsal. Right. We also happen to be rehearsing, you know, all the props and all the other stuff. Right. And inevitably, her needs are never even – no one ever I mean, asks her. And it's all about the props and the getting this worked out. And half the props aren't made correctly because they didn't get communicated right. The prop department does a great job, but, you know, it's whatever. And so, you know, she's racing through it and, and – um. Everyone's just talking full voice around the room. And it's like, she kind of needs to concentrate. She's reading. Yeah. Like, she's the star of our show. Can we make her feel special and cared for and supported, like, at all, ever? And uh, and so these two girls were in the back of the room talking, and probably about nail polish, but whatever. Let's just say they were talking about the show. And um, I go, shh. And not the rude movie theater kind of shh, but just, like, the courteous kind of shh. And frankly, when you know when you're on the set, it's not especially courteous. It's like everyone needs to act right, and you need yeah. to know better than yeah. that. And I, but I did a nice shush. And she goes, "I'm telling her something." <laughs> like indignant to me that our rehearsal was interrupting her story. And I looked at my boss, and my boss didn't give a shit. 
And I, maybe my, my boss didn't hear it, but she was looking. And I just thought, you know what? I just need to just leave. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to ar- get an argument over a shush with a 19 year old who doesn't have a college degree and who like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to have this argument when I was right. You shouldn't have been talking that loudly during the rehearsal. There's a whole building. You could have stepped out of this room into like it's fucking bullshit. But yes. When she said I was telling her something, was she implying that it was show business? Like I was talking. Yeah. yeah. Which wouldn't matter. It It doesn't doesn't, matter what you were talking about. Right. Unless you were telling her how to put out the fire that was on her. Yeah. Then you needed to be doing it quieter. Right. You could have done the same thing. And yeah. So, you know, that's some bullshit. Um, Yeah. Oprah was crazy. I, um, what else am I writing here? I just saw inside job, which is a documentary about, the financial crisis, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Josh Brolin and Diane Lane were there, and they're a sexy Hollywood couple. He's a they sexy motherfucker. They love to have sex sometimes with each other. They were hot. Yeah. Like, she kind of was, you know, understated she looks in glasses. so terrible in this um, Secretariat movie. Oh, my God. I think That I wonder, blonde wig. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be her blind side or if it'll just be a dud. I don't know. Um, it will not be her blind side. Well... You know, it's a leading role. It's a, it's just the kind of movie they don't make anymore. So I hope it's good. The uh, trailer I don't know if is I such see a snooze. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be good. It's, I don't know, but they never make dramas about adults. So the um, anyway, can I uh, uh, just do a tease for one other thing that's in the dish this yes, week? Yes, for sure. A photograph of Nancy Reagan with the biggest camel toe you've ever seen. Oh my god! From it's, where we made it. It's not, but. In this week's Project Runway, the challenge was to dress for Jackie O. And Tim Gunn said to one of the contestants, Jackie O cannot have a camel toe. Yeah. And our joke is, yeah, everyone knows that. Camel toes didn't come into popularity in the White House until Nancy Reagan. And there's a picture of Nancy Reagan in one of her suits and skirt with the most frightening camel toe that we made. And it's so funny, but here's what's again, because I work with fucking 21 year olds, the picture of Nancy Reagan, a, she's not wearing red. Like how do you even find a picture of Nancy Reagan where she's not wearing red? And it's not Nancy Reagan when she was in the oval office era. It's like Nancy Reagan from like two weeks ago where she's like a thousand and ready to die at any oh minute. My God. And now we fucking painted a camel toe on her. Like, we're such <laughs> assholes. That's pretty asshole-ish. We are assholes. And Ugh. it's just like, we really we really have to say, when when in the parentheses it says, photo of Nancy Reagan photoshopped to have a camel toe, yeah. we really have to say, and it has to be from, you know, 82 to 88, and she must be in red. Like, really? With Nancy Reagan? The, the answer is yes. Yeah. You do, because... I know that I work with all 20 year olds and they don't know who Meredith Baxter Bernie is. Yeah. And they don't get, you know what I mean? And that's the way of the world, but man, this youth obsessed culture and like they are in charge. The 20 year olds are in charge and I hate them. And they're lazy and they're entitled and they have no respect for people that have already paid their dues. Cause when I was 20, I wasn't allowed to fucking talk to people the way I get talked to. Every time I go to our fucking production staff 
and ask for something which is their job. And I don't mean like, can you get me a coffee? I mean like, hey, are, do we have these clips where these edited, you know, whatever that were due two hours ago? Like that kind of shit. It's always just like, um, we'll get it to you. Like it's it's so crazy. They but. give you t- lots of tood. Yeah. There's one joke in Fashion Police this week that I think there's gonna be fallout from, and I was surprised it stayed in. Go which was which is what Special Olympics. See, I got into a little argument with our boss today because she said when I watched the cut, I was surprised it was in there. She didn't think that it was that the show was that we had written enough funny jokes this week compared to last week's script, and right. that it's not like it hurt my feelings, but I I don't want. To hear that, I want right, right, them right. to think every week is funnier than the previous week, right? right? And um, and so I was like, what? you know?" And then she said, 24 hours later, because she had sent that email yesterday. She goes, no, now that I've read the script, you really did write a ton of great jokes, you guys, the staff. Um, but there were technical stuff, and a lot of them we didn't get to, or they didn't make the cut and stuff. Right. But she goes, but, but still, there needs to be one or two zingers where you're literally you're shocked. You can't believe she just said that. And there were like three last week and there were none this week. And I go, what about the special Olympics? And she goes, I don't, I don't think that was that funny. And I go, that's like really edgy. That is a dangerous joke to me. Yeah. There's going to be fallout. I'm predicting fallout. And she was like, I don't, I I don't get it. So knowing that, now, please tell our podcast listeners what the joke was. Well, there's a picture of Leighton Meester and uh, Blake, Lively. Blake Lively together. And we do this bit comparing them and whatever. And uh, they're holding each other, but they're kind of leaning away from each other. So they, they kind of, it looks kind of like well, a fake hug or whatever. But they're not both leaning away. Only Blake Lively is leaning away. Yeah. Leighton is actually acting yeah. like she's getting hugged. Right. But you can tell that. Blake Lively isn't really giving her a very Her heart's not in it. Yeah. So we compared it to like the end of the Special Olympics where everyone gets a hug. And Joan delivered the joke and sold it. But she kind of made the face like a retarded person or whatever. And like I just feel like – because, you know, President Obama got in trouble when he mentioned Special Olympics. Granted, he's President Obama. But like they've already got a letterhead ready to go. (laughs) You know what I mean? They just changed the thing. I think there might be fallout from that. Um and I was surprised it was still in. So well, Joan we'll um, makes a joke in that same chunk about uh, Leighton Meester being such a terrible dresser, in that she's in this blue strappy yeah. futuristic dress, and she goes, "I don't know who this girl is, but clearly she's blind." And it's so brave of her uh, to do the red carpet without her dog. And she said to me, "She goes, oh, we're gonna get letters about that." And I said, but the letters from the blind people are hilarious because they always start in the middle of the page and then they just, they're like, dear you old bitch. And it runs right off the edge <laughs> of the page. So those are fun to get. And she and I were laughing so hard about that, about <laughs> what would letters from blind viewers be? Like yeah. most of the page is blank and it starts really on the end. Yeah. It was like, oh, hope to he. <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> it's like it's in Blair in Braille. It's right. just dots on the page. Yeah. So we'll see what what the fallout is of that. Um, yeah, our boss didn't think didn't think that was edgy at all. I like, think it's no, totally even noticeable. She thought it was a weak joke. She goes, "I thought the photoshopping joke was way harsher," which was it looks like she's gonna she's leaning back so she can photoshop her out of that picture later. Yeah, which is a cute joke, but yeah. I don't think that's something that would make you make a noise. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, do you know I'm going to Hawaii? Did you know I'm going to Hawaii? No, I think you had mentioned. 
that you might be. Uh, well, this press trip was planned trip. for the spring, and then it got pushed to the summer, and then it's happening. And I'm not being able to do the whole trip because of work, but I'm going to go for the weekend. Um, next Thursday after the taping, and then back wow. on Monday. So, um, yeah. So I had to pay for part of my own flight, but it's fine. And, you know, because I'd committed to it, and then it kept moving around, and they're being so, cool about it. So you just will miss Friday and Monday yes. at work. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And there, she's been cool about it. And I'm going to work on this stuff, you know, while I'm there. So when I come in. No, don't. On Tuesday, I can hit the ground running and stuff. Well, I just want to be able to. Yeah, don't ever yeah. do that, ever. Yeah. All right. Really, seriously, don't. Because yeah. then suddenly that's what, you know. Yeah. You have to train them. When I'm not here, I'm not here. Right. Not available. Right. Because they're not, you know, they're not paying for our 24-hour lives. That's true. Um, she I, told, they won't, you know, they won't get me Microsoft Word. I don't have Microsoft Word in my computer. At work? No, in my laptop. And at the office, in my office, which is across the street from Fashion Police, yeah. in a different building, um, I have, you know, my, my big giant PC that's sitting at my desk. Right. But... Because for this job, you have to run around. I have to do most of my work here at home, after hours, because I'm working full time on the dish. Um, I really, it would be obviously helpful since everything we do is yeah, in Microsoft no, Word. no, totally. I so just assumed you had it. I can't write anything in Microsoft Word. What do you use? Like that text edit thing, right? And so, anyway, so it's very, and so I can open the documents to read them, but I can't. You know, make changes, and yeah. this is my jokes, and da, da, da. and so it's like $150, and I was like, look, I'll buy it and turn the receipt, and you guys can just reimburse me. No, we can't do that. Well, then you guys buy it, and we'll install it. No, we're not allowed to buy software for a personal computer. Well, then get me, give me a computer then, to, a loaner, like a borrow. This is my computer that's only to be used for work, but I keep it. No, because that costs $250 a week. Well, first of all, no, it doesn't. But you know what I mean? Like, like that's a you can buy a computer issue. with Word in it for $1,000, and then it's paid off in four weeks. So don't tell me $250. Like, and this is not our boss being a bitch. Like, she agrees with me that it's a legitimate need, but this is our big corporation that we work for. It went all the way to Philadelphia, where we're headed, and it was, oh, no, we can't justify. You can't do that cost, and he can't have it. And then the official response was, wait, he gets paid to write these jokes for Joan, right? And she goes, yeah, but only this little amount. And they're like, oh, no, no, His Microsoft Word needs to come out of that amount. I'm supposed to pay to get Microsoft Word. So now not only are they going to pay it, not only are they not going to pay for it, they're basically demanding that I go and buy it. And I said to her, well, just so you know, I'm not buying it. And she goes, or what you could do is you could just write them in the text edit and then cut and paste. And, and I said, you know what? You're also not paying me enough to do that either. So I will not be doing that. And that means that I can only work on your show a third of the amount of time that I could if I had Microsoft Word. So this is your call because you're the boss. So you can either make it happen somehow or not. But we're able to have a, an omelet bar at, at the tapings and a full catered lunch and sodas everywhere and candy 
And Kelly Osborne was they were able to pay forty grand to fly her out in a private jet for her and one other person. And you know what I mean? Like, don't tell me that a hundred and fifty dollar software can't be there's not a way around it. I just don't so I won't have it. And you will have less material from me. That's some bullshit. And that's just the way it's going to be. Because I'm not going to stay late at the dish office so I can use that computer to, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, that's not how this is going to work. Bullshit. So, and she was like, well, hey, I understand you. Yeah. I get it. But, like, that's what the fuck crazy. is that? That's crazy. I know. All right. Um, that's my, that might be it. Did you, um, I saw Going the Distance. I loved it. I loved it. What's going to distance? Oh, okay. It's a good movie. I would I like to it. see that. I also really want to see the Josh Duhamel, Catherine Heigl movie because I love Josh Duhamel. I think that he is talented yeah. and charming and winning and super attractive. And I like him and I like Fergie and I just you're all about I liked it. How that show Las Vegas that he used to be on. I remember that. He um, used to TiVo it. Yeah, and so I just want him to be good yeah. at it. I know Greg Berlanti directed that movie. Wow, it's got no chance of being good. Really? But I'll still go. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go, but I'll get it from yeah. Chinatown. Yeah, you'll I'll do get it from Betty for three bucks and watch it. Yeah. Oh, did you read the Velvet Rage? Uh, I have read about half of it. All right, and it's it, section three is it's killing me softly. Is it it is softly? like well, it's totally true. Everything is exactly um, on the nose. Well, the the great thing is. Section three gives you some interest is like a little more upbeat and kind of things to it's good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Why did I write that down? Oh, I might. We might be the remember when Brett and I and Danny and that we did that boy band like years ago for Halloween. Uh, vaguely. And our, our boom box didn't work. and It was a big disaster. And we might reunite the back door four is my point. Jesus I don't know. Christ. I don't really? know. Though. Yeah. You didn't learn. There was no lesson learned at all. <laughs> No, that night, I don't know. No lesson learned. You know what? You know what? I am Lisa Ren at a Brett's uh, Demi Moore. Like, let's do this, and I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know. I go. I get to that God, little teenage. Say that again. <laughs> say it again and listen to what you're saying. <laughs> that is like yeah. the worst insult I've ever heard, and you're saying it to about myself. yourself. No, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, let's do this, and I'm like, yeah, I want to do it because it's fun. Wow. You know, and he's glamorous, and he, I love him. But he's fun. But I think we might do. I love him also, and he yeah. is glamorous, and I think you're but wonderful. You know what? Yeah. But the but... backdoor four is. I'm not going to. I'm a little you, long. That's... I'm a little long in the tube Let's for that. Let's revisit shit. your tattoo. Yeah. I How know, about that? Right. Which no, no progress has been made. So there we go. We didn't. Oh, we didn't check our our email this week, but we'll do it next time. Because why? Because you're scared too. I'm scared. It'll say tattoo something, but. Um, I think we could. Can we, well, has it been a long podcast? It feels like it has. We're an hour and two minutes in, oh, okay. and That's I have a bad. flesh jack in my room waiting for you with your name on it. No, I don't, it, does, it, it doesn't have my name on it. Have you busted it out? I've busted into it. <laughs> and oh my god, I have. This is your reward, folks, for staying on for an hour. Okay, I flesh jacked myself off. <laughs> <laughs> twice and um, <laughs> it is that could be why you seem so sunny it's not <laughs> well it, because i feel like i fucked a dead person and you know i'm not saying that that's a bad thing <laughs> But 
it just I'm like it's cold and clammy and it's still wet inside from the last time so obviously I didn't clean it enough and it doesn't dry it doesn't dry and this is summertime and it doesn't dry even like it's in weird like in between eight hours it's like, not the, the problem isn't the, the during it's the weird in the cleaning and the between because like there's I cleaned... so much to do there is so and much you never it's... feel like you really do it like mine has like brown shit on it and i don't know what that is okay that is not like shit but like like little like linty and you pick like uh, maybe it's just from wear and tear but uh there's a lot i to think do. that's the title of the podcast <laughs> where Ma- and, maybe, maybe it's, it's just from, from wear and tear, tear. Uh, <laughs> i i think our listeners will agree i think so that that's really but... basically instead of comedians tony and dennis talk about their lives like on the home page <laughs> It could just be the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley, Tony Triple E. It's probably from the wear and tear. That would but be like the synopsis. I've of the had mine for like six months, but uh, I feel but like you were able to have your nut. Oh, I got my got my nut. <laughs> you always get your nut, though. I reliably get my nut. I don't always get my nut, but um, I was. I think I got my nut, but I was making a face like, ooh, yeah, like. Ooh, I'm gonna come. Like, ooh, I'm gonna come in this dead body. Like, I really, it was like, am I fucking an old pumpkin? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like, oh, that's a good title. Am I fucking an old pumpkin? Um, I like maybe it's just from the wear and tear. But um, it really, I don't feel good about it. I just don't feel, I feel like afterwards I felt not dirty or ashamed, but dirty and ashamed like <laughs> i just felt like and and then i was reading the booklet yeah and it's like all you have to do is rinse it out soak it put the cornstarch do this oil then this lube and this other thing and put that on it and put it and then put it in the microwave run the hot tap water soak it in hot water and it'll be warm and it'll be room temp like there's so many steps i didn't know all that it's actually easier just to call a stranger and have them come over yeah like i could have sex with a human yeah faster than i could run wait for the water to get hot Find a big enough bowl, fill the bowl with the hot water, soak it in the bowl, let it sit for 15 minutes so it gets warm, pull it out, dry it off, put the talcum in it, put the lube in it, and then fuck it. Like, oh my God. I yeah. could have gone to a, uh, what's it called? A sex club. Yeah. And McDonald's and been home. <laughs> like, it's just so, this is more complicated than sex right. with a person. Right. And less rewarding right all right so i don't know maybe and i also i gotta be can i just be honest yeah that little fake butt mm-hmm. is weird to me it's okay it's like a little baby <laughs> top. it's like a pedophilia butt like it's not yeah it's too very literal you have to yeah it makes i don't feel right about it i I think maybe i need the like just now did you when you did it were you watching porn or something yes of course because that the thing is to not look you know what i mean you absolutely cannot look at what you're doing (laughs) no no you cannot look at what you're doing yeah and i mean 
yeah, you can't like if there's a mirror in your room, yeah. you need to be facing the other way. Like you, yeah. there's no, you must look. A person must look so foolish, flesh jacking themselves off. <laughs> it must be Did like you do A or B from our last conversation. Well, I tried it both ways. Yes. I tried the jacking off yeah. and then the I'm fucking it. Yeah, thing. The jacking off, I got a weird cramp in my for like where you where your forearm connects right. to your elbow because it's big around. Yeah. And so to like have to and my your hand is luby. Yeah. And it's not it needs to be a bumpier texture so that you can get a grip on it. A it's good too Kung smooth. Fu grip. All those fucking designs. Yeah. And nobody thought and of so the Kung it's Fu grip. Slickery. Yeah. in your luby hand and it's really big around and so you're trying to jerk off this thing that's much bigger around than what your hand is used to jerking that's off. That's true. So now I'm getting a weird my thumb is starting to hurt yeah. and then so then I put it on the bed and then I was fucking it and I had like well now I can't hold so now I have a it's on a pillow and then I've made a sandwich basically with two pillows and yeah. the flesh deck in the middle yeah. and it's the meat and I'm holding it down and I'm fucking it and now my one shoulder is like, I'm old. Like, wow, my shoulder's like, yeah. ugh, why can't I just come? Oh, I know why. Because I'm fucking a dead body with a toddler ass <laughs> in a plastic tube. <laughs> and I'm getting lube prints on my pillows. Like, it's just not, like, there's, it just takes a lot of time. And now I'm mad that I spent 50 bucks. Right. Even though I know I got a really good deal on it. I yeah. feel like those assholes should have just sent me one for free. And then I... Maybe I would have liked it more, but I think for fifty dollars, yeah, I could have. You know I, I, mean? I got mine for free, so yeah. Well, then you win. No, I mean that's maybe yeah. yeah. So whatever. All right. Well, could and also could you buy just the inside, the innards? I think you might be able to because I feel and like not I even might have the case. Well, the case. What does the case do? Nothing. You could jerk yourself off with that big floppy rubber innard thing. Yeah, but that's then it'd really be like gross. fucking some old intestine or something. <laughs> but is that really much different? I might try that. I might just take it out. Take it out of the case. Fuck that floppy little bitch. <laughs> it's literally like fucking fucking Lindsay Lohan's liver. Like it's just swollen and puffy. And it's got an ass on the side that doesn't even belong there. A toddler ass. Yeah. It's that. It's like, I'm a, is it the, my parasitic twin that I'm yeah. fucking? Like, I don't know what's going on, but. All right. Well, I'm, anyway, I'm thanks glad so that much for listening. Uh, <laughs> I really shouldn't be talking about this stuff, but, but there you go. There you go. We shared a lot. Um, there you go. So this was the podcast. This was the comedy Thank you for couch. Listening. With we have Hensley a new sponsor. The book, Have Yourself, A Movie Little Christmas by Alonzo Duraldi, a perfect stocking stuffer on Amazon.com and other places. And that book is going to be, I'm sure we'll have some hilarious bits to it. Yes. But it's also educational. It's a great reference And if guide. you want to know how awesome Alonzo is, watch the Rotten Tomatoes movie review show on Current because he's in it and I and he's hilarious in them. But not like jokey hilarious, but like good, insightful. He made me decide I'm going to go see the town. I want to see the town. I like Ben Affleck. I do too, and I think he's a good director. So I haven't seen Gone Baby Gone. Um, it's, because I Betty it's never had it. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. So there's that. All right. Well, anyway, also right. our other sponsor is Doctor Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm, which all of my family and friends are addicted to. VanityMark.com. You get that at VanityMark.com. Make sure in the notes section you put that you are a podcast listener. 
because uh, he sure loves hearing from you couch potatoes. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can always find Dennis at DennisHensley.com or on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at TonyTripoli.com or at Facebook. And you can always email us both at TheComedyCouch at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. We love you for listening. Okay, bye. Bye.